Joining me as we wrap up the day's markets action is Graham Frank from PSG Wealth Centre in Greyston. Thank you so much for your time, Graham. Let us start off with uh, what is happening in the UK. Of course, now Rishi Sunak uh, winning the race for Prime Minister, head of that Boris Johnson, had actually pulled out of that race. So on Boris Johnson, I mean, not a lot of people get the chance to be Prime Minister twice. And he actually said something interesting as he was basically pulling out. He said, this is, uh, so he says it's simply not the right time. But actually, we do have a clip before I get to that first question of uh, the announcement of Rishi Sunak. I had forgotten about that. Let's listen to that quickly. Good afternoon. Um, as returning officer in the leadership election, I can confirm uh, that we have received one valid nomination. Rishi Sunak is therefore elected as leader of the Conservative Party. All right, that was the announcement of Rishi Sunak as the new UK Prime Minister. Of course, I was saying, I mean, just before that, uh, Boris Johnson had said, as he was pulling out, that it's simply not the right time. Do you think that he was onto something here that maybe it's not the right time for anyone? Or is Rishi Sunak actually the right man for the job? Because I have actually seen some headlines saying he's market friendly and, and he's, he's a steady pair of fiscal hands. So do you think he's the man for the job at this point with all this uncertainty? Um, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I mean, he's the third prime minister in seven weeks um, in, in the UK. Mm. I personally liked him when he was running against Liz Truss. Um, it was a a very tight race at the time, and he lost it, and, and Liz Truss won it. So I personally think he's a great choice. As you say, he's the, what we would call the finance minister, what they call the chancellor of the exchequer. Um, but whether Boris Johnson knew more than you and I, who knows? But uh, stranger <laughs> things have happened, and uh, I hear even Donald Trump's trying for another term in the U.S. So, oh, so who knows? But, but to answer your question, the market the market welcomed his appointment. I think he's 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 very financial orientated. He's market friendly. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's see what what happens yeah uh, markets really welcoming that we did see those guilt yield yields being at their lowest level since the mini budget so quite welcome there and we'll see if that actually is sustainable Let's check in on China. So we did see the tech stocks like Tencent dragging down those Asian markets, falling about 17%. Of course, that fall in Tencent filtering through to our own market uh, with NASPARS down almost 18% and process uh, down over 15%. Are markets fearing that after the Communist Party's National Congress that the government will still have a tight grip on strict policy that will also affect the tech stocks. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, we could probably summarize today's show about politics and geopolitics. I yeah. mean, we started with the UK. Uh, we we can talk about China, and then we can move over seamlessly to the US. But in terms, yeah, I think what happened this morning was a number of things. The uh, the Politburo, which is the equivalent of the top six or seven um, in China, uh, doesn't look like there's going to be room for the market friendly. Uh, person that they were hoping for, which basically means the the top six or seven become more communist, less market friendly, et cetera, et cetera. So as you said in your introduction, Tencent and uh, and Alibaba fell 
very, very sharply um, this morning. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, when I was at Citibank, they uh, they used to say all all economics uh, comes down to politics, and, mm. and and that's what we're seeing at the moment. Politics pretty much are, yeah. are driving everything, specifically in China and the UK at the moment. Indeed, what's surprising to me though, because you have Nasdaq and process f- falling almost a fifth of a percent there, but you're seeing the all shares not really suffering too much. It's it's down less than a percent. I mean, what's been your assessment of how the all shares traded today? So, I mean, obviously, NASPERS and process have fallen dramatically, not only today, but in, in, in the recent history. So their influence on the benchmarks are not quite as big as, as they used to be. Uh. Um, and then offsetting that, commodities and, and some of the other sectors had, had a fairly strong, uh, strong run. While we're talking about uh, China, just to digress and talk about commodities mm. very quickly, yeah. is I saw some interesting statistics that said some inventories of certain commodities, so copper, iron ore, etc., the inventories are starting to look quite low. And therefore, um, you know, demand, if demand even remotely picks up, then there's going to be a, a pickup in commodity prices. And again, that will be China-led. Um, ah. based on their stimulus, and they came out with decent uh, GDP numbers today. So it's, uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> to, to answer your question, I think the, you know, the rest of the market, X, Naspers, and Tencent, and the U.S. markets, as we've seen today and on Friday, are looking a little bit more rosy as, as monetary policy and interest rates may not be hiked as much as the market feared. Yeah. Uh, talking about those decent GDP numbers from China, so 3.2%, 3.9% growth year on year, um, 0.4% from the second quarter, and then year-to-date growth uh, coming to 3%. Um, we also had other metrics that really surprised to the upside, industrial production and also exports. I'm just wondering if now these updated numbers from China kind of change your sentiment on how the rest of the year will look like. Not, not really, to be honest with you, for the simple reason that, that, uh, that geopolitics and calling what the Chinese government are going to do remains the biggest unknown. I personally think we're over the worst, but um, it, 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 it's quite opaque um, in terms of what the, the Chinese government are going to do. But certainly to answer your question, in, in terms of the Chinese government coming out and starting to stimulate the economy, um, starting to be less restrictive on their zero COVID policy and the impact that that may have on global trade. Perhaps the U.S. not being quite so stringent on interest rates and inflation. Things are starting to look a little bit better, but calling the bottom is a, is a mugs game at the moment in this environment. Yeah. All right. So quickly, before we go to your stock pick, I want to talk about the trading statement that uh, Diskim came out with. Not a lot of color, but saying that they expect their hips to surge by over 40%, saying that they continue to see market share gains, especially in the pharmacy market, also seeing uh, margins widening with the the, uh, normalization of the environment. That share price after that trading statement was up 6%. I mean, competitor clicks uh, last week was lauded as challenging resilient would you say the same for Diskim? yes 100 percent. i mean that's that that that's the irony is this is very much becoming a duopoly in this market clicks and Diskim. i mean mm. clicks's share price was up exactly six percent on the yeah. day of their results i can't remember if it was last week or the week before yeah and this um, came exactly the same today so I, I certainly wouldn't accuse either of them of lying I think they're both telling the truth. They're both winning market share, uh, but they're winning it from the independent small 
um, uh, corner shop sort of local pharmacies that are out there. But certainly they, they, they're doing a good job. Yeah. All right. Well, something else that's doing a good job, but your stock pick for today, Graham? So it's, uh, it's controversial, but uh, I'm going to go for Naspers uh, for the simple reason that it's fallen so much. Um, I do uh, have a healthy dose of disclaimer there that the Chinese government is, is quite hard to read. But if you just purely take emotion out of it and look at statistics, Tencent peaked at 659 Hong Kong dollars. I think it closed today at 200, just a shade over 200. Yeah. It's down 65, 70% uh, in 18 months. And its PE, its historic PE, is now trading on 15 times. So if the Chinese government don't destroy the business, literally, mm, I think yeah. it's looking very good at these levels. All right. A very, very interesting pick up for the day there. Thank you very much for your time and for your insights, Graham. That was Graham Frank from PSG Wealth, Santon Grayston.